Create for No Reason is your weekly dose of courage to stop making excuses and start bringing your ideas to life. Hello, hello. I hope you are doing awesome. I'm really excited about this episode because I got to interview my friend, David Hill. He has a podcast called Path to Mastery, and I got to be on his show. So I thought, well, why don't you come on my show? (laughs) So I hope you like this episode. He's really big into personal development. And we talked about a number of different things, including his take on creativity and what does it take to actually gain mastery in anything? In fact, I asked him, is that even possible? Is it even possible to get to that level? And so we had that conversation. He is in sales. That's what he does for a living. And so what I really appreciate about him is that he is not only big in personal development, but he's very skilled in teaching people how to sell, which no matter what you're doing, if you have a business or you have an idea or you are working on anything that you want other people to get on board with, we have to be good at sales right? Like we're selling ourselves every day, whatever it is that we're doing. And so we talked a little bit about that. He shared some advice that his mentor Grant Cardone gave him. So that was really fun. And we just talked about some some different ideas, some different concepts. We talked about why people stop themselves from doing what it is that they love. And we talked a little bit about some of the guests that he's excited to have come on to his show. And he's interviewed some really incredible people so far. So that was a fun conversation as well. So I hope that you enjoy this episode and that it inspires you in some way. And I'm excited to introduce you to David. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend, David Hill. He is a success certified business coach and Cardone University sales trainer. David has been a top producing real estate agent for over 18 years, a phone sales trainer with over 36 years experience in multiple industries. He is the host of the pod of the Path to Mastery podcast. Guests have included Gary V, Mel Robbins, Grant Cardone, Tim Story, myself, and many others. Um, he is a really incredible person, and I am so excited to have a conversation with him today. So, David Hill, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kate. It's an honor to be here. Super fun and. Hey, I'm in. Uh, I, if, I don't know if you want me to do this or not, but I have a room ready to go in Clubhouse. If you want to stream the Clubhouse, oh my gosh, you. you're so funny! It's, hey, I, I don't want to do it without asking first. So let's do it. I'm right. I'm happy to do All it. No, right. so <laughs> just why not? Right, you get some more traffic to your podcast. So I added you as a mod. If you want to um, jump in, it's up jump to in. you. I don't. I hate to disrupt your podcast. Hopefully, you're cool with the go with the flow. Flow go, like this. It's, It's go with the flow. And you know, I think what is cool about this is it's just, it's all about creativity, right? It's like, oh, David is just going to start. Let's, let's record it here. We're on YouTube. We're on the podcast and now we're on clubhouse and it's just, Hey, this is part of what we do for the show. I think it's for so many creators that listen to the show. It's, it's a good reminder that it doesn't always, it just, sometimes it just happens the way it needs to happen. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I'm so excited to have this conversation. Just last week, I got to chat with, we were do, We were in the same, uh, we used StreamYard to record and we were on David's podcast. So definitely check out Path to awesome. Mastery. You've good. interviewed some really cool people on the show. But before we dive into even that, 
I am curious to know, David, to you, what does it mean to live a creative and fulfilling life? Yeah, that's, um, uh, I, I think, you know, just creative is just showing up, being yourself, having fun, being willing to, um, you know, to get uncomfortable sometimes. I think we have to be willing to do that. I, I, I find that whenever I've done something that's either put me in a place of uncomfortability or, or, you know, challenged myself in certain ways is when I felt the most fulfilled in my life. You know, I, I, I like, you know, example, like, you know, even being on clubhouse, you know, like sometimes you know, there's a lot of people on clubhouse that, that want to speak, but they don't speak, they don't say anything and they're sitting back listening and, and, you know, they, they're in fear and they don't raise their hands. And, 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 and I tell people, Hey, just, just do it. I says, if you do it, it's going to feel amazing, but you got to get over that fear and just, just do it. Just raise your hand. And, and that's just a metaphor for, for life. Right. I mean, clubhouse is probably the, 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 the you know, the, the least thing anybody needs to worry about, but yet people do. And I think it, it's a, it's just a great way to kind of get started with some of that stuff. And yeah. So for me, I think creativity is just getting outside of my comfort zone and, you know, every morning I, I journal and I, and I, I want to be uh, a better version of myself and, you know, and I want, I want to challenge myself a little bit. And there's, I actually use the, a Brendan Bouchard planner and there's a, there's a question I struggle with every single day. And it's, um, I don't remember the exact question because I should know it by heart because I, but it's, it's on my desk over there, but I'm not going to go grab it. But <laughs> essentially it's, what are you going to do today to expand your comfort zone? Like, what are you going to do today to get outside of your comfort zone? And every day I'm just like, oh man, that's a hard question to answer. But to me, that's, that's creativity, right? Like just, just being able to go with the flow and same, you know, and, and I work with salespeople and the salespeople that do the best are the ones that can just be with people and, and just, Hey, go with the flow. I mean, know what you're talking about, obviously be a professional, be there to help people. But when you can just be with people and, you know, and, and I was, trust me, I wasn't always like that. I struggled for a long time, but um, I think, I don't know, that's a long answer, but uh, I think that's, that's my answer. It's a great answer. And I love that you already brought up fear. In fact, so David and I are kind of like book buddies. I feel like he's, we're always reading books and, and, and very similar books. We've, we've read many of the same books and um, you mentioned the, the art of impossible by Stephen Kotler. Yeah, and and actually one. David is interviewing Stephen on his podcast. I'm so excited. Did you connect for you. with him? Did you connect with him? I am. Person? I will. Okay. And I cannot wait, especially because I wanted to start reading the book. So I, uh, started, I'm actually listening to it with, so on my walks. And what I was listening to this morning was he was talking about fear and how everyone deals with fear and how it, it of course, we're going to have fear, but it depends on how we use that fear. And so he talks about how use that fear to your advantage, lean into it, use it as excitement because it's pushing you forward. It's breaking you out of that comfort zone. And so often we tend to, when we have fear, we, uh, we, we back away but what was interesting is in the book, he talks about how the pain is actually wanting to avoid the fear. If you let mm -hmm. yourself sit in the fear, you can break through it and push through it, which I totally love that because it reminded me of that story of the Buddha, how like the Buddha sat, you know, sat under the Bodhi tree and he like invited uh, he invited those feelings to sit and have tea. And if you invite those feelings to kind of sit with you, only then can you get over them. Because if you're always yeah. trying to avoid them, 
it's worse. And so I love what you're, how you explain this, like, and I, and it's such a great question that Brendan poses in his journal about how are you going to break out of that comfort zone? And David, I feel like it's probably a good thing that it's a challenge for you to answer every day, right? Because it means that you're continuing to expand every single day. And that's kind of what your podcast is about, right? Like path to mastery. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny that for, for a while, you know what my answer was, it was, um, you know, speak up in a room on clubhouse that I normally don't speak up in or a room that I don't, you know what I mean? And, and just little things like that make a difference. And then before you know it, it gets easier to do that. And now you David's know? running rooms. You're like Mr. Clubhouse. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm Mr. Clubhouse, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm definitely, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely have gotten, you know, uh, I've gotten comfortable with it. Right. I've done it enough that I, you know, I understand it. You know, the interesting thing about clubhouse is, uh, by the way, we're on clubhouse. Now there's, there's 50 people in the room. Um, and which is we're actually, I'm being interviewed live, which normally I do the interviewing, but this time Kate appreciate this is interviewing me. Um, so we're live podcast right now. So if anybody wants to come up, um, you can actually ask a question of me or Kate, if you want to come up. Um, oh, I but, love that. I have to, yeah, I'm, I have to. Sorry. Speak. I just took over your podcast. My apologies. You, David, this is what that. happens when it's, two podcasters come together yeah. is that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but what I was going to I forgot what I was even going to say now. It had something to do with clubhouse, but you um, were talking about how you, just getting the courage to speak up in a room. Yeah. It's such a small thing, but how it leads to much bigger things. Like sometimes it, it seems like a small thing, but at the time it's not like if you've never spoken up, if you've never gotten on stage, if there's something that you haven't done, then it's like, Oh my gosh, there's so much fear on it. And now after you've done it a few times, you're like, I can't believe I was even scared to do that. It's so easy now. Yeah. Well, there are still some places in clubhouse that I don't say a lot. So maybe that's what I need to do. Um, well, you know, at the other point, the other side of that too, is sometimes I don't need to speak. And, and, you know, so I think I also have to remember that because there's been times honestly, where I've spoken up and I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't even have said anything. Like, you know, you know what I mean? And yeah. so I think sometimes you don't, you don't want to, I, I like, I don't want to speak just to speak. And I think a lot of people do that, you know? Oh, what do you mean? You um, think, you know, a lot of people do that. People love to hear themselves talk yeah. and it is those that are silent sometimes that when they speak, you're like, whoa, like they actually have something to say. So I'd rather be yeah. that kind of person than yeah. someone that always shares, even though, I mean, are you really adding that much value? But I, well, I feel like I'm, I'm on point when I do share and I share from, you know, from, uh, from the heart or, you know, if I feel like I, what I can share can help somebody. Um, but you know, I, uh, I remember it was, I think it was like last week I was in the space and I was listening for a long time and I was on, running on appointments and it was in my car and I was just listening and it was a good conversation. And I just really wanted to add something to the conversation. So I, I waited for the right time and jumped in. And then I just realized after sharing that I probably just should have listened to be honest with you, but who knows, maybe it's just me being a, a hard, I'm tough on myself too. So. Yeah, you that are. doesn't always help. I think we talked about that on your on my podcast. Uh, it doesn't always help your creativity when you're super tough on yourself. Yeah, no. And what I think what I love about the fact that you journal and this is why I think journaling is so great is at the end of the day, you can you can journal about that stuff, right? Like I was in a situation where I felt very I was in a meeting. I felt very uncomfortable the way that it went the way like just it did not go the way that I wanted to go for so many reasons. 
And instead of being upset, which I, I was, and I was annoyed at myself and I was like, I should have done this. Like I got really, you know, I was on the drive home. I was like, just like beating myself up. I'm like, well, this is not productive. So I went home and I started journaling and I started journaling. Okay. What are you going to do the next time this same situation happens? Yeah. Because it's going to happen again, because that is life. And then only from journaling, can I figure out, okay, this is what I'm going to do to get better. And so you can't beat yourself up over that stuff. You can only learn 100%. from it and grow from it, which David, I have to say, I 100%. feel like, I feel like you have a lot of wisdom. I feel like you are someone who the way that I take you is you do speak up when you do have something important to share. And what and when you do share, you speak from a place of experience and you speak from a place of knowledge where I think other people kind of just talk to talk. But you can tell that you've experienced a lot, that you've gone through a lot, that you have put in the work like that's how that's what I gather from you because it's always very thoughtful. So I'm curious, you have a podcast called path to mastery. First of all, can you ever reach mastery in anything? And why was it important for you to, to start this podcast? I don't, I don't think, I don't think you can reach mastery if, um, so here's the thing with, with path to mastery is uh, my belief is, it's a, it's a ever, it's a, it's a never ending journey of just continuing to evolve and evolve and evolve and evolve and just get better and learn. Like, listen, like I, I kind of beat myself up a little bit, like I said earlier about that. And then after I'm just like, okay, well, Hey, you know what? So what move on, right? Move forward next time. Maybe I won't. You know, but I'm not going to not do it. Right. I'm like, not like, I'm not going to like, I'll, I'll, I'll take that for five, you know, a couple minutes, learn from it. Like you said, with journaling, which is critical because you know, that's a big part of it too, is what, you know, how, how, there's another couple questions in there. Like, what could I have done better today? You know, um, how could I have connected with more, you know, somebody, somebody on a, uh, there's, there's some really deep questions that really make you think. So I, I love because you had to start it a day. You have your questions. Then at the end of the day, you have your questions and uh, they're deep and it just makes you think. So, yeah, I mean, listen, beat yourself up for two minutes and then move on. Right. Yeah. I wish I could it. say I, I wish I said I'd never beat myself up, but I'd be lying <laughs> to you if I said that. So uh, at least I've, I've put a time limit on it. Yeah, we all do it. So, David, what is what is something that you have discovered over the past? month? What is something new that you learned that you found interesting and that you've been able to use in your life? Well, that's a good question. Um, uh, over the past month, what have I learned? Um, hmm. This is going to sound like a weird question um, or, or an answer, I mean, but um, I'm, and I'm not saying it to be, I'm only saying it because it's something that's occurred to me. And I'm, I'm saying it like, like, seriously, I, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Like it, it occurred to me the other day, I'm actually really good at coaching people. And I didn't, and it, because I'm willing to go really deep with people and I'm willing to just, and, and I, it, and I'm not, I'm saying that because it clicked and, and part of it, because I was in my head about it. And, and honestly, I've been doing a lot more coaching, a lot more training over the past couple of years. And, and I love training. I love training. I love being on stage. I love teaching and 
It's different. Coaching and teaching are two completely different things. But I realized that I'm actually really good at coaching people. And the reason I say that is because of two coaching conversations that I've had over the past week or so. And, and people came out of it and just thanked me. And I was just like, wow, that I was almost like, where did that come from? But I don't really have to think where it came from because I've been in that space for probably eight or nine years. You know, I've done skills camps. I was a coach for another company for a while. So I think that was one of the things that was, it was nice. It was nice. But at the same time, you know, I had, I had David Spizak on my podcast um, last week. It was great. And he said something to me that stuck with me too. He says, don't, don't, uh, don't be buying all your own stuff. So, so what did he say? He said, well, I don't know if that's exactly how he said it, but he, he said something. He's like, just don't, he goes, people need to be careful. They're not buying their own stuff. You know what I mean? Like getting all, I, I'm, I might not be saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't yeah. be thinking you're like the, you know, like, like you're so great or so, uh, anyway, I, so yeah, it was just, you asked me what I, that was the first thing that came to my mind, which is why I shared it to you. So I feel like I, I did good in a couple areas that, you know, I, I hadn't done it good in the past, you know? So, and, and you know how, you know, you did good is because people leave and you can sense how they're feeling and, and then they thank you and, and they leave with action steps and things that they can do. And then I was just like, damn, I was telling my wife, you know, like I, I need to really do more of that. And, and I need to charge more, like a lot more, mm. right? A lot more, not, you know, not like, I remember when I first started, I was, I was scared to charge. I, I remember I, I was, I charged this guy $600. Like, cause I did it for a long time with, with Keller Williams. And I was, I was making, not much more. I'll, I was making a couple hundred, $250 at the end of the day. And uh, I thought it was a big deal charging 600. And I remember I, I, this client, this is about a year and a half now. Um, he was paying me 600 bucks a month. And at the end of the year, his business grew. He added 300,000 in revenue to his business through the strategies and the things that we held him accountable to. So, like, what is that worth? It's certainly worth, what would you pay for that? Would you pay a hundred thousand? I'm, I'm betting most people would, right? If you said I can increase your business 300,000, you give me a hundred thousand. I think most people would do that. Well, yeah, they would. It's just that it's the outcome, right? Like this is where, this is why when people, before they make an investment, it depends. It, this is where their mindset comes into play, right? It's their belief system. Do they mm. believe that if they invest in this product, person, service, that they're going to get that kind of ROI? That is the biggest. I mean, you're in sales, you know, right? Like when people, when every, I mean, obviously a lot of people, when it comes to sales, it's, it's a price thing. They're just looking at price. They're not looking yeah. at that long term. So like for us, one of the things that we sell is our dream manager certification. So people are coming in when we say the, the price, they're like, oh my gosh, that's for, for two days. I'm like, what's the, what is it? The dream manager? Say it again. Yeah. Dream manager certification. So we actually uh, certify life coaches that go back into an organization and they serve as the life coach for their people. And it's really to help employee engagement and, uh, and morale. I mean, it, it attracts, it helps you attract and retain great talent. So when someone says that's what it costs for, it's, it's two days. I'm like, Oh no, it's, 
the life of your it's business. Life. It's the rest of your life. Like it's your business. It's the, it's yeah. going to change. Those two days will change your life and your perspective and the way that you go about your life and your dreams and, and your goals. And it's going to help you with your team and your employees. So I'm like, it's actually, actually we should charge more. So, but yeah. it's such a belief system. So when people, this is why the best people in the world, and we know some of them because we've met some of them on Clubhouse that have said they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on coaching every single year because they know that only by doing that will they fast forward. They won't have to go through all the steps that it would take to get to that place. Like they could definitely get those results, but maybe it'll take them three years instead of, or five years instead of one year to get the results because working with the right people can help you that dramatically, but it's a belief thing. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So what do you feel? You're, I mean, you're in the coaching space. What do you feel stops people from doing what they love? That's funny. Um, what's his name asked me this yesterday? Uh, Chris. <laughs> um, well, he didn't ask me that exact question. He asked me, how do people keep moving forward when times get challenging? So it's actually, it was a different question. Similar, similar, similar answer is, um, is think when you're, when you're passionate about stuff, you know, when you find something that you're really, really passionate about and, and you live that and you live in that. Right. And, and it's like we talked about earlier with, with creativity, right. Creativity, just being present in, in wherever you are, you know, I earlier today, you know, I had a break, a gap in the day. So I went out and I hung out poolside with my, my daughters and my wife and just left my phone inside and just was there and just experiencing it's experiencing it. And I think that is, um, you know, that's really what it's about. But I think for most people, they settle. I'm dealing with a lady right now, you know, she wants to move to Florida, but she's been in her, her house for 47 years. And she said, Oh, my God, I couldn't leave my house. And oh, I'm stuck with it. Well, okay, but you said you want to go to Florida, right? Oh, my God, that would be my amazing my, my dream. Okay, well, then you're gonna let the house prevent you from the Oh, my gosh, I don't know if I can it just sometimes people just got to get out of their own way and say, okay, how, how do you, how do you make the, 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 the pain? Like here, here's what I say, the pain of not get, and I said this to her, I says, we're going to talk again next week, but I says, you need to figure out how the pain of not getting to Florida is going to be greater than the pain of, of giving up this house. That's what you need to, you need mm. to focus on. And she's like, Oh, I know. And I said, well, you don't know, like write journal, make a list. On one side, all the good things about going to Florida, and on the other side, all the things that aren't so great about, and then you know, you know what I mean? So thinking doesn't do anything, right? You can think about things all day, but at some point we have to, you, you know, we have to do action, take actions and stuff. So I don't even know if I answered your question, but. Well, I, I, you brought us into some good points because I think yeah. that it, it's reminding me of what <laughs> my dad will often if I ever make a decision and then I, and then I backtrack where I think, Oh, did I make, did I do the right thing? Right? Like that's what happens. Like, especially a big decision, like a big move, right? You're thinking if you do it, did I make the right decision? Did I do it? You know? And my dad always says to me, he's like, Kate, you made the decision, move on. Like once you make the decision, you don't look back, you keep, you just like keep going and whatever is supposed to happen. Like you just make the best of whatever it is, right? Like it's so, I find that so many people, and I think the older that we get, obviously we have a lot of experiences and we think I should have done this or I could have done that, or my life would have looked differently if I did this or that or the other thing. But for this woman, it's almost like 
when we think about the regrets that we might have at the end of our life, it's the things yeah. that we didn't do, not the things that we did do. So it's like, hey, what would have what would happen if she finally makes the decision to move to a place that she's been wanting to move? I mean, what's the worst case scenario? She doesn't like it and then she moves back? Like, that's the worst thing, really. It's not a huge I, deal. I feel like God put me some for some reason in this lady's life to help her with this more than just like somebody that needs to list their house. She mm. was literally a lead to a lead service that we use and I met with her and, and, you know, I've spoken with her like three times now. And, and that's it. That's a great question. You know, I mean, I, you know, one of the questions is really is like, what's, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen if you do this? Yeah. You just keep digging down on that. Okay. What else? What else? What yeah. else? You know, and what, what if that happens? What, 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 what about, it? you know, and, and then, but then you switch it, you get them, they're, they're old. And then you say, okay, great. Now what's the best thing that can happen if you do this? Like, oh my God, I'll be in Florida. I'll be on the beach and I'll be great. What else? Right. And so let's live into that. Let's not live into all the, you know, the, the worst. And that's what a lot of people unfortunately do. We tend to focus on all the negativity and all the, you know, so yeah. I mean, yeah. Keep it positive. I love that. I love that. I, that's a fun exercise. I feel like that's a great exercise for someone. So if you're listening and you're making a decision, that is a good exercise. What else? What else? What else? You just keep putting yeah, just, what's the worst case and then the best case. And think about it. Even It's not even your decision, David, and your energy shifted when you were looking, when you were like, oh, I'll be on the beach. Like your energy shifted when you were talking about the best case scenario, because yeah. it's like, that's the fun stuff. And those things are possible. And so make your default the positive instead of the negative. Yeah. Um, well, most of us aren't wired like that, to be honest with correct. you. So that think, is true. It's a, it's a gift. And I, I honestly, I'll be honest, I, I'm not wired like that. I've, I've, through, you know, through my years and years of personal development and investing in so many trainings and spending $10,000 on this two day event and this and this and Tony Robbins and Grant Carr. And it just, yeah, I've, I've at least become aware like awareness, like, okay, that's not a positive thought. So right away, like this, right? Like before, you, you know, it, it, I could hang with it for a while or, or maybe, maybe for days. Now it's like, okay, that doesn't work. Mm. And I think that, you know, that's part of the, the question you asked earlier, like path to mastery, right? It's like, you just yeah. get better, you get more aware. So here, like, here's a, here's a question somebody asked me and I, I'd like to hear your answer on it. I struggled big time with it. It's, um, is uh, where would you, um, you know what? Let me, let me, I get, I, in order to ask you this question, I got to ask it the right way. So I got to just pull something. Does you want to see if anybody on clubhouse, does anybody on clubhouse have a question for either Kate or me? Cause I, I, gotta... I love that David cannot just let me run my own podcast. Oh, I'm, so... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're I'll great. do another one and just not say No, you're like... great. Yeah, I'm just trying well, I want to I want to ask you this while question. While you're pulling that up David, All I just right. want to say cuz this something you triggered something in my mind cuz I heard a psychologist or somebody say something along the lines of your brain is wired to keep you safe, not to make you happy. Hmm. And that to me was like, "Oh, this is true. We are wired for us to be safe." And so of course making the decision to step out of our comfort zone is going to be much harder for us. And it's a practice. We have to practice saying yes to those adventures, saying yes to the stuff that makes us uncomfortable. It's a daily practice. I don't know that anybody is, again, masters it. But then, you know, I wonder, like, I wonder, you know, what would be really fun is to like, I think of, I mean, the first person I think of are 
Richard Branson and like Mark Cuban, did they ever have fear of stuff? I mean, their fear is at a totally different level. They're making like billion dollar decisions. <laughs> Wasn't it? I, I don't know if it was if it was Elon Musk, but there was I was listening to somebody at that level that was I think it was Elon Musk. I don't know if he was on Tim Ferriss's podcast a bunch of years ago. I think he was. And Tim Ferriss was asking him these questions and he was just saying, yeah, of course I'm fear, scared, but I just do it anyway. Like imagine, imagine you acquire like hundreds of millions of dollars and then you just take it all and invest it in something and then leave, like, how do you do that? And then lose yeah. it all. And now all of a sudden <laughs> you, you went from being like a hundred million, whatever the number is. Right. And now all of a sudden you're like, you got no money. You're like, okay, I'm going to start over from scratch. Like it takes a, a, yeah, the type of person that can pull that off. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. almost um, subhuman. Yeah. It's like a, a superhuman. It is. Yeah. Not subhuman, so, I mean, superhuman. Those are that that's at a totally different level. Well, you had Grant Cardone on your podcast. Grant's an interesting, Grant's an interesting guy with big, big vision, big dreams, and does not seem to have a lot of fear in his life, but what, what were some of the lessons that you learned from Grant and, and you're uh, certified through, through his um, sales process. So what have you learned from Grant? Um, you know, I think one of the things I learned, I learned a lot of really good sales strategies from Grant, to be honest with you. I'm sorry about that. I learned a lot of really great sales strategies from Grant. Great salesman, really great salesman, um, motivator, I, I would say, because uh, he's fearless. He's fearless. That's what I would say. He just doesn't care. He's going to show up. He's going he's gonna to say what he wants to say. He's going to ask a thousand times. I think um, the, probably the biggest thing I learned from, the, from him is, is uh, there's two things. Always agree. Like, it just, uh, this is such common sense, especially for me. I've been selling for 38 years. But when you say it out loud, like, you always agree with people always get in agreement with right like like you could completely like somebody could say something to you and you're like that makes no sense in the world but you can still be in agreement with them like you know what i can actually appreciate that you feel that way right like <laughs> i can i you know i i i understand that you believe that a hundred percent so mm. because what do we typically do as salespeople or as people in general is we we, we make people wrong Right. We, we say, oh, God, that makes no sense. Let me explain this to you. And instead of just saying, OK, yeah, you're right. Crap. I get it. And, and I'll tell you, so it's a little thing, but it was one of the biggest things that helped me um, to be able to move people even at a higher level. It's just never be in disagreement with somebody. You know, even mm. like the lady I'm we were talking about earlier, like, I, you know, I, I think she's nuts, but I'm just, <laughs> you know, OK, I get it. I, I see how you feel that way. You know, I. I Crap, if I was in the same house 46 years, I'd feel the same way too, you know? And that, mm. you know, so. people want to feel connected. They want to feel known. They want to feel seen and heard. Yeah. And then the other thing he said that really stands stuck with me is a lot because he's a great, like, I love sales. I love sales training and sales. But um, he, uh, he says it's, it's it, no one thing kills a deal. Hmm. This is the grant grantism is no one thing kills the deal. So if you're listening to this right now and you're in sales, no one thing will kill your deal. What does that mean? It means freaking go for it. Okay. Ask again. And, and <laughs> what, what he's saying is if they don't go with you, they weren't going to go with you anyway. 
they're not going to not go with you because you asked one more time or not do so, you know, so I don't know. I just love that philosophy. Maybe not, maybe it's not for everybody, but for me, it just made a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, and sometimes if I get in my head, like it's a perfect example, like the lady, the lady that, um, that, that I was talking about earlier, like when I met with her, she was started to sign paperwork and she's like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. And so I slowed things down and I talked to her and I left with the paperwork signed anyway, even though she's not quite ready, but I have all the paperwork signed. If I would have left that house, I would have, the odds of me ever getting paperwork signed with her from her would probably, probably zero. So now I can help her through the situation. Cause I didn't give up on her. I stayed Aww. with her and I knew, I knew, I knew in my head too. I says, if I leave, she's going to go with somebody else. She's going to list with a different agent because she's interviewing agents. So I do what I needed to do to make sure I got, got the agreement signed. Now I'll work with her through this whole process. I don't care if it takes six months, a year, whatever, three years. It makes no difference. When she's ready, she's ready, right? Or next week. You know, it's so interesting because everything is, you can, I feel like you can relate everything back to the creative process, right? It's like you keep showing up. You keep doing the work. You put yourself out there. Like even as you're talking, it's sales, but it's it's your creativity. It's the projects that you're working on, right? Like for anyone that's a creator, if you're a writer, if you're a poet, if you do photography, if you, whatever it is you're building, there's no reason to not do it. There's literally no reason. Like even if nothing comes of it, even if you submit your poem to publications to get published and nobody says yes at least you put it out there yeah, like okay. at least you tried and put it into the world like so that is what I love about what you're sharing I mean you're talking specifically about sales but this is like it's it's such a life principle too because it's but it's the same not? as if you're on clubhouse and you're you want to say something then just press press say the it. hand raise button and do it and, say, and yeah and you're going to feel like, I swear, the year, I don't know when it was, about a year ago, I did that. I, I was in a room and I was and I was moderating and I said, listen, somebody come up here, somebody that never, ever raises your hand. I want you to raise your hand right now. You're, you know who you are. I'm talking to you. Raise your oh hand gosh, right now and come up here. Oh my gosh, I do the same thing, David. I do the and, same thing. Yeah, and, and then, and I said, and if you do it, it's going to be amazing. And then all of a sudden, someone raised their hand. They came up. They shared. And she was like, oh, my God, this is my first time. I'm so nervous. And then at the end, she said, I feel amazing. No. <laughs> it was so cool. She's like, I really feel amazing. Because it does. It, 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 you just break. It's a breakthrough. It's, it's yeah. breaking out of your comfort zone. It's expanding a little bit. That's what, we're, that's, that's, that's what we want, right? That's path to mastery. That's growth. That's becoming a better version of yourself. I mean, that, I don't know. I love that stuff. Oh my gosh, David, this is why we're friends. Cause I do the same thing in my segments and I tell someone and I do the same. I'm like, I'm talking to you. I'm talking yeah. to you. And <laughs> then funny. people have come up and, and I, and I ask people to share their dream. I share, I tell them, I ask them to share one dream that they have. And there have been people that have unmiked and said, I can't believe I'm saying this. I've never said this out loud. And I want to boom, whatever it was. And I'm like, Oh, it's amazing yeah. to share it in a room of all those people because you put it out into the world. And then it's just that it seems like such a simple thing, but 
it's, if it's hard for you to, when you do it, it's going to give you that confidence to do the next thing, to speak up, not on clubhouse, but in the meeting That's right. or speak up with your boss or with a client or to make that sales call or whatever it is that you're doing in your career. So this is why it's so important for us to explore all of the things that we feel called to explore, not just in the work that we do, but also in the creative work that we do. You have written two books. And I'm so curious. I always love when uh, when I meet other authors. So you've written the sales playbook and getting your quality of life back. What was the writing process like for you? Well, first of all, did you write the books? And uh, um, no, I actually I had a ghostwriter for for this book, the sales playbook, and it was an amazing experience. To be honest with you, her name is Amelia uh, Amelia Forzak, and she wrote my friend Jarek Robbins' book as oh, well. Really? Jared's book is called Live It. He's Tony's, he's a friend of mine. He's Tony's son. Yeah. Um, amazing, amazing experience. 10 months interviewing me weekly, going back and forth. Um, so yeah, she anybody that reads it says like they can hear me when they read it, which is wild. That's awesome. Um, like she That's just did a fantastic she's a, job. She's, she's a, a great professional. Cost me 26 grand, I think, overall to do that. You know, great investment. And then my second book is uh, what's called a 90 minute book. Um, do you know who Dean Jackson is? Yeah. I use Dean Jackson's company for the second book, 90 minute book. And it's a nice little book. I love it. Um, I love both of my books. So yeah, I, awesome. I, I, I mean, I didn't technically write it myself, but I went through the process. And for me, that was a huge shortcut because honestly, I was writing my book, this book I was writing for 10 years. Like, and wow. I was like one chapter and a half done. So I would be finishing the book at 99 years old if I kept at my pace. Oh my so gosh. So I just hired yeah. somebody and said, okay, let's get this done. And it, you put up the money and that that's the accountability, right? You just do what you got to do. And, and yeah, then we got a book out and it was awesome. And I had to do cool. a, the book tour. And, and that's honestly why I started a podcast was I wanted to, get more people um, familiar with my book. And then I just ended up loving podcasting. Yeah, it's super fun. And you've had some really interesting guests too. All right, David, I have two more questions for you. One, so I'm going to hook you up with some of my guests though. So let me know what guests you want. I know I you've connect had you with, with their people. So I know you've had some really, I mean, I would love to interview Mel Robbins. She is such an interesting person. I can't even get Mel for a second interview. Oh, I know she's <laughs> but like, I'm still, I still bug her. I have her cell phone number and she doesn't. You she doesn't do? Know. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Um, um, she's from Boston. I didn't even know that. Just coincidentally, she lives in Boston. Well, she has I a house have, in Boston. Do you have any, like, who are some of your dream guests? Uh, right now, definitely. Uh, I want Joe Rogan. Tim Ferriss, because I'm still intimidated by Tim. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, and this guy, this new kid, uh, Lex Friedman is a, a beast. He's not new. I know. He's, he's new to me. I don't yeah, know. He's, he's just, like. I know. It's so funny you say that, right? He's like, he's I, he's new to me. I But yeah. he's been around a long time. Yeah, that's what I hear. I, I don't mean new guy, but yeah, he's he's no joke. Yeah, no, he is. I reached no out joke. to him a couple of times. He doesn't respond, but uh, I'm going to keep reaching out. That's what you got to do. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Keep reaching out. All right, David, I always ask my guests at the end of the episode, one thing that you can that we can do in 10 minutes or less to spark our creativity. Oh, um, honestly, I think just do something that you don't normally do. Just get uncomfortable. 
go to a Starbucks and talk to random people. Ooh. Go in, in Starbucks and do, do 20 jumping jacks in the middle of everybody. <laughs> You know, just something, something that's going to get you out of your comfort zone. I think that would be my, my opinion is just get out of your comfort zone. I think that would definitely spark creativity in most people. Awesome. I love that. Well, David, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Definitely. And where is the best way for people to connect with you? Yeah, right there. DavidHill.link. David, you're awesome. I will chat with you soon on Clubhouse. And thank you all for being here. We'll see you next thank time. You. Thank you. It was awesome. Appreciate you. And there you have it. I told you David is big into personal development. And I really do appreciate the conversation that we had. And I hope that you got something out of it. Like I said, I do feel like there is a lot of wisdom within him. He has gone through a lot of, he's had a lot of experiences as we all have. And just the deep dive that he goes into with reading great books and learning more about the human condition and being so fascinated by other people and how they become successful, which is really what he talks about on his podcast. So I, I really appreciate him and What's so fun is he and I are kind of like, like I said, we're book buddies because we always are reading very similar. We're reading either the same book or books with the same types of topics. And uh, I really do appreciate talking to lifelong learners like David. So I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed. And I hope that you go check out his podcast, Path to Mastery, because he has some really incredible guests on that show. I am so appreciative of you. Thank you so much for listening. I do hope you got something out of it. If there's anything that I can do to support you, please message me over on Instagram at Kate Volman. And if you haven't yet done so, I would so appreciate if you would write a review over on iTunes so that more people can find the show and we can continue to share this fun message around creativity and living a more fulfilling life. You are awesome. And until next time, go create something.